Hey y'all, what's up? Thank you for tapping in to the Total Package Podcast. Um, today is day two of Kwanzaa. Um, I actually want to kind of speak a little bit to yesterday and it'll actually connect to today. Um, I did do a quick kind of kind of preview of what the first day was which was all about unity and how to how we need to unite the family the community and us as a people right and one of the things that I did want to say to that point as well um, I mentioned in a couple episodes ago I don't remember specifically which one but I was talking about people doing family reunions right and that's literally one of the easiest in the sense of like it can actually be done um but that's one of the best ways to really unite and reunite the family um is hosting family reunions either every year every two years however you know i'm saying whatever time frame fits for people and then even outside of that actually taking trips with you know like generational trips so like let's use for example obviously me like it would be me and the kids of my generation that would go on a trip so that we you know what i'm saying can all kind of convene and unite on okay as this generation you know what is our plans moving forward what did we learn from the previous generations etc cetera, etc cetera. or it could be done with you know the people who are closest together or whatever have you but it's finding opportunities to unite with your family so for this year my family we actually had our family reunion and then my cousin Jamie hosted the first family kind of holiday party. It was, of course, Christmassy, right? Because everybody in my family celebrates Christmas. I'm probably the only person that don't. Uh, <laughs> but we did a Christmas party and it was a really good turnout. It was like a mini family reunion. So we had a lot of our relatives there or some of our elders and some of the young kids. So we had a nice little range of our relatives there just having a good time you know what i'm saying soaking up each other's energy pouring into one another energy and it was a really good time and so it's like now my cousin like next year is gonna be bigger and better so it's like now we have one one additional opportunity and this is mostly obviously for the people in the area of arkansas right who can get to one another to actually be able to participate in this right and it didn't take a lot of money like everybody just kind of came together you bring what you want to bring but you're just here having a good time with your family taking pictures playing games whether it's cars dominoes whatever whatever may be the case but it's an opportunity to unite with your family um and so I did want to kind of add that piece to yesterday because I realized, dang, I didn't mention that. I should have reiterated that because that is something that I really want us as a people to start getting back to doing is hosting family reunions so that we can take an account for our family so that we can, you know, work together and be in unity together so that we're always thinking about what the next generation is going to see, what we're going to teach them and what's going to be the legacy of our families as a whole. Um <clears throat> So now that I've addressed that, um, today is day two, right? Um, and part of that was I was looking online, of course, um, we can always do Google, but going more in depth, right? And so I'm going to put the link to the website in the description for this episode, and I'll put it in the, um, in the description for every episode moving forward. So that, you know, everybody can always access this website. But it's the official Kwanzaa website. Um, Dr. Karenga actually has been writing messages every year since 1995. 
Um, I tried to get the 1995 um, like letter or message that he did, but it didn't pop up. So <laughs> I think at maybe, let's see, I don't know when it actually started, but I know for the last couple years, he's written like two, a three, three page message to essentially the community about, you know, Kwanzaa, what the theme of Kwanzaa is going to be that year, um, which is super dope and super helpful for people who are part of like different organizations, you know that they have like an annual conference or meetings or whatever. And there's always a theme that everybody is kind of gearing their work around or shaping their presentations around. And that's essentially what he's kind of doing with this letter is like, okay, this year for Kwanzaa, what we want to focus on is as we take a look at these different principles, what, what are the things that we need to be addressing moving forward type of thing, which is really dope. I, Definitely encourage everybody to, you know, access his website, look through it, read through it, learn more about Kwanzaa. I learn more about Kwanzaa literally every year um, because, as I said, this was something that I learned about and that I decided that I wanted to practice, right? I had to shed the idea of, you know, Santa Claus and having to try to do the whole Black Christmas, you know, like y'all oppress us and we got to buy custom Santa Clauses and shit because when you go to Walmart, Target, whatever store everything related to Christmas got white Christmas, got white Santa Clauses on it. So they may have a small little section for like black cultural things like they do, um, for other holidays, but it's really not for us, you know, which is why we really have to start recognizing these things. Um, so for day two, uh, of Kwanzaa, <clears throat> Day two basically is called, uh, and I'm, I know I'm going to butcher this, so <laughs> forgive me ahead of time. When I speak with Tremaine later today, I'm going to ask him to properly say it so I can learn how to say it correctly. Um, but it's Kuji Changulia. I know I said that wrong. I'm up here trying to, you know, do all the syllables. <laughs> um, but the idea of it is self-determination. I want to learn Swahili so I don't struggle with these words no more because I don't like that. I speak English really well, but when it comes to stuff of my people, it frustrates me that I don't know these things, but I also have to accept, right, that I've been living a life that was defined for me by people who are not a part of me, by people who are not for me in general. So, giving myself grace as I unlearn and relearn what I need to know. Uh, but so day two of Kwanzaa is all about self-determination. Um, and it's defined as to define ourselves, name ourselves, create for ourselves, and speak for ourselves. As I just stated, right? I've been living a life that has not been defined by us. It hasn't been named by us. And we sure really haven't been speaking for ourselves, Right. So we're out of alignment. We're out of sync with our cultural and ancestral roots and heritage. And we need to get back in sync. And so um, if you go to the website, he pretty much talks about all of this stuff. There is a couple boxes where he he goes more in depth to explain the different components. So, for example, the first one related to day two is about commitment and practice. So the second principle of the Ngoza Saba, I believe is how you say it, is, you know, self-determination. This too expresses itself 
as both commitment and practice. It demands that we, as an African people, define, defend, and develop ourselves instead of allowing and or encouraging others to do this. We've been doing this, right? As I said, and we'll continue to say, the things that we do are not things that we would actively choose to do if given the opportunity to freely do so. We've been living lives the way that another people have designed for us to live, right? We've been defining ourselves based upon different words or phrases or characteristics that another people have decided to come up with. Um, and we haven't been developing ourselves, right? We send our kids to illiteracy factories. We send our kids to be educated by another people. We have been educated by another people, right? As the parents of these children, right? And we haven't even corrected that. We've allowed other people to tell us what qualifies us to be a realtor, a doctor, a dentist, a lawyer, a judge, a teacher, a pastor, a spiritual worker, a healer. We've allowed other people to define us. But what we have also been exposed to are, or not necessarily in person, but we've heard the stories of these people, people who were like, yeah, nah, this ain't us. This is not how we want to define ourselves. We do not want to role model ourselves after you all, i.e. Patrice Lumumba, i.e. Kwame Nkrumah, i.e. Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, right? All the people that they tell you were fighting against the stuff that they doing in some ways we're saying, this isn't us. And even if we do, right, because given the world we live in, we know that it's not about to change tomorrow. But even if we do still have to operate within the society that you've created temporarily, we choose what that look like. We don't have to send our kids off to these universities or to these schools to incur thousands of dollars of fucking debt that they'll never be able to pay off. We don't have to do that. We don't have to pressure our children into thinking that they have to learn how to be biochemical war war criminals. Like we don't we don't have to do that. We don't have to teach our children how to poison themselves and their children. We don't have to do that. We don't have to go out and buy all of these quote unquote lavish and luxurious things that really are not, right? We don't have to do that. Those things should not define us. Those things should not at all be a representation of who we are. And truthfully, right, truthfully, if we want to be honest, when we do look at it, because we are operating in that way, we are defined as pseudo people. We're not even real people at this point because we don't operate like, like who we are because who the hell are we? We got too much confusion in our community. There's, there's too many options. There's too many things that people are, you know, adopting into their lives without really critically assessing these things to actually say that, okay, me participating in this actually makes sense because this is going to benefit my lineage in this way. This is going to teach my children this that's going to help to benefit them in this way. That's not how we operate. We go to school because they say we got to go to school. We get a job because they say we got to get the job. 
we work until we 65, 69, because they say we got to work until we 65, 69. We pay all these taxes. <laughs> like, we do all this stuff that another people have designed and developed and have said that this is the life that you're going to live and this is how you operate. And we've said, okay, thank you. I'm going to be a teacher like this. I'm going to completely eradicate and eliminate all the history of who I am and my people and teach, teach our children that we started as slaves. Or we started as Egyptians. Without really giving the full history, though. Because which Egyptians? The colonizers? Or the originals? There's a difference. Right? So, as we're thinking about <clears throat> how we exist and how we've been existing, when I, re when I read that, I was like, ooh, it demands... It demands, and that should have been in all caps, but it's not. But it says, it demands that we as African people define, defend, and develop ourselves instead of allowing or encouraging others to do this. That means we have to take control. That means we should not be voting for nobody to speak for us, okay? None of the things or the ways that we participate in life are actually in alignment with who we are culturally as a people. They're not. Truthfully, none of us need a leader. None of us need a president. You quite naturally know how to operate in life without harming people or harming yourself. Because at the end of the day, nobody ever wakes up every day and says, I'm going to harm somebody or myself. I'm going to intentionally do something that's going to harm me or somebody else. Like, why the hell would you? Where would you even get that thought from? Like, what would be the motivation behind doing that? Right. Um, so just kind of thinking about how we have literally been living the lives that other people have told us to live and how that is not our legacy. It is not. It is absolutely not our legacy to live in the way that we've been living. This is not of us. This is not the way that life would have naturally progressed. No, it does not make sense. It would probably take me years to really break down stuff as simple as a damn post-it and how it's counterproductive to life. Like, I could really do it, but I'm not about to spend that type of time at this point. But we will over time. But as I was saying, we need to do things that are based on us, our own terms, our own interests. Then it says, it requires that we recover lost memory and once again shape our world in our own image and interest, lineage, legacy, lineage, legacy, okay? So like I asked the other day, when did we first start celebrating Christmas? We, that said when the Romans first started celebrating Christmas. It didn't say when we as Africans first started celebrating Christmas or original people. It didn't say, it didn't have a record of when we first started celebrating. And I'm actually very curious because I know there's got to be a record out there of when 
the first people of us were colonized and indoctrinated to celebrate some fat white man called Kris Kringle. If somebody finds that date, please let me know. Because I'm very, very curious. I'm very curious. But we need to recover our lost memory, our lost history. It's not completely lost, it's just been stolen, right? We know that it's been stolen and that these critters have it hidden in their quote-unquote underground secret museums and dungeons and all that nonsense. Um, so we know that it's out there. None of this stuff just kind of came up out of nowhere people somebody knows something about how we got here they may not know everything but they may be able they they have they definitely have some type of records that tell some type of story about life and its existence right i'm well aware that at the end of the day not a human on this earth can tell us when everything actually started but when it comes to historical records and information, the stuff that they say exists, they have all the information on that. And they got all the lies. The stuff that they've recovered, they got the lies and the truth. They have it all. <laughs> so I'm well aware. But we, we need to recover our lost memory. And our lost artifact. Not even lost. Most of the stuff isn't even lost. It was stolen. Just like artifacts and stuff like that from Africa that are in Europe and shit. Like, why do you have things that are not even of your land? Nobody should be asking for shit back. They should simply take it because it doesn't belong to you. You don't have any type of European historical artifacts and things in Africa. Unless is some type of symbol of a tyrant that they or a colonizer that came through the land and killed a bunch of people. They may have something of that, but they're not going to have European bones and scale skeletons and stuff like that. And skulls, like they're not going to have that. But in Europe, you'll find all Africa's stuff, all things that did not even like, they didn't even have the material to make some of these things. And yet it's in Europe. How? Return it now. Every African nation should be completely wiping out European nations, taking their stuff back. It shouldn't be a request, letter sent, memo, none of that. It's simply, I'm showing up tomorrow, have my shit ready to go. And I ain't paying for you to send it back because you shouldn't have never stole it. But have it packed up and ready to go. And if it's not ready, be prepared to have some of yours taken until it's returned. I mean complete destruction. <laughs> now, of course, it don't got to go there. You know what I'm saying? We ain't got to get there. But understanding and knowing the type of people that we're dealing with, that's all they like. So, but more so focusing on us, right? The The purpose is, is that we're re- collecting and regathering back the things that belong to us we're restoring ourselves as wholly as we can right <clears throat> and lastly it's a call to recover and speak our own special cultural truth to the world and make our own unique contribution to the forward flow of human history 
Now, of course, we all know that when I speak, I only speak about us. I don't care about nobody else. Nobody else is my concern. Whether they live or die has nothing to do with me. I don't care because I can't reproduce you anyway, so I'm not at all looking to engage in things that you need. That's not my interest. That's not my duty. That's not my purpose. That is not why I am here. Be very clear. I'm a chocolatey, melanated, original woman, and I will only give a damn about chocolatey, melanated, original beings. Right? Like, that's what I want to see moving forward. Replicas of me in the women of my lineage. Yes. Me in the men of my lineage. Yes. Me in the people of my race. Yes. Right. So as we're thinking about that um, and we're thinking about what self-determination is and we can break down all of those pieces, they give us the way that our elders and ancestors of the past set things out for us. And I think Dr. Karinga is actually still alive, uh, which is why I say elders and ancestors, because some of them are still alive and still teaching. We're just not as as aware of them in mainstream social media, media, and all that, um, as we are of the bullshit that is very destructive to us. But I believe Dr. Karenga is still alive. Um, but the way that he breaks these things down, right, to define ourselves, to name ourselves, and to create um, for ourselves and to speak for ourselves, we can break all of that down and see how currently we're not operating like that, right? We're We're, we're naming ourselves things that another people have come up with. Truthfully, when we look at the history of like where the name Africa even comes from, right? That's supposedly from some European guy. But that's probably the one thing that modern day his that modern day humans can agree upon is that Africa is where we know that life to have begun. And so therefore we should be addressing ourselves and defining ourselves as such as a people ain't no other place on this earth as populated with people that look like us as africa is at least not to our knowledge right now i have not gone and scoured the whole world i have not done that so i can't say that for sure but based on the information that we do have right africa is where people like us come from So we should be defining ourselves based on that, not defining ourselves by color, shapes, and sizes or sexual orientations and all that weird shit. Like, no. First of all, you didn't come from a lesbian. You didn't come from a gay person. Like, you, that, what? What does that even mean? How does that actually define who and what you are? A multiracial person. What the hell does that mean? A lazy person. What does that mean? Like, what do these things mean? You black. Okay. Okay. Is that really what and how you want your children to be defined moving forward? I damn sure don't want mine to be defined by colors. They're not crayons. They're not markers. They're not colored pencils. They're not ink. (laughs) 
and I, I get it, right? We all use these terms because these are the tones that terms that have been quote unquote socially given and acceptable terms to use. But we really have to come together as a people and redefine who we are. And we give credit to that, not another people. We should not be saying and doing things based upon what another people give credit to. They've never got, they don't have credit for nothing. All credit has been stolen. They are the biggest plagiarizers of history. So we should not even be allowing them to define anything. I believe during one of the, um, it may have been during the Problem Pussy series where I was talking about like, oh no, I was talking about broken babies and I was talking about like, you know, um, adoption and social and, you know, social work and all that stuff and foster care. Like these people have defined what it is to be parents, Right? They coming up with different definitions every fucking day. And do those really resonate with you? Chances are no, it doesn't. So why do we keep accepting and perpetuating names, definitions, ways of behaving, cultural beliefs and practices from a people who don't have those things? Who have stolen and manipulated everything that they possess? We need to be defining how our children will grow up. And defining who they are. We need to be shaping what that looks like. We need to be saying what languages they should be speaking. We should be controlling that. We should be telling our children what's right, what's wrong. How to operate as a male or a female. How to, you know, celebrate and pay homage to your ancestors. Or, you know, whatever spiritual component of your life exists. We should be doing all of those things. Hell, it's to, down to what they should eat. We should have more control of these things because we are the ones who determine what happens to us as a people in the future. Right now, we're not determining that. There's pockets of us who are taking on that, you know what I'm saying, taking on that that task it's a task that's gonna have to get taken on whether this generation or the next is gonna have it's gonna come to a head we all just need to be prepared for what that looks like and we need to be preparing ourselves and our families for what that's gonna look like because i can guarantee you it's all gonna come to a head once all of us or a significant number of us start saying that we are no longer going to buy into quote unquote mainstream dominant society's beliefs and ways of behaving because they're fucking liars. They're destructive, manipulative psychopaths. Once we start rejecting the idea of sending our children to school or daycare to be taken care of, murdered and abused, by another people, once we start in large numbers saying that we're no longer participating in that, once we start saying that your educational standards are not where we're following as we're raising our children, once we start doing that, you could best believe it's going to be a whole shit show. But at the end of the day, that has to happen. Why? Because we're living under another people's rule, another people's idea, another people's definition, and it is destructive to us. It's not beneficial to us. Our children are being illiterate, are being uh, taught to be illiterate every day. They're being sold off to these prisons, these juvenile detention centers, foster care, like 
they're not getting any, any benefit from being a part of this. And that's because we're not defining and developing them. We're not helping them to define themselves. We're not teaching them how to define themselves because we keep teaching them another people's legacy, another people's culture. Just because you were born in the quote unquote United States of America or America KKK does not mean that Christmas, Thanksgiving, 4th of July, fucking Valentine's Day, none of these days should you actually be participating in. You don't have to do that just because you were born here. No, that is not your culture just because you were fucking born here. If you look up the history of these things and their history has nothing to do with Africa as a continent or with you as a people, stop saying that that's your culture. Please stop saying that that's a part of your culture as an American. Stop disrespecting yourself like that. It is not. Take the time off from work if you have a job that gives you that time. Yeah, take that time off. Do something for your people and your culture during that time. But don't sit up here and continuously be sheep to the slaughter and teach your children to be sheep to the slaughter because you're too lazy to actually give a fuck about you and who you come from or where you come from. Have the self-determination to say that when I leave this plane, this earth, I will have done things that actually benefited my, the lineage after me, the generations to come after me. Don't let it be that Tyler and Sarah Rebecca <laughs> and they kids, little Matthew and little Allison, are living wonderfully, manipulating your kids and grandkids and great-grandkids. Don't let that be the case. Right. Be determined to do things better for your lineage. Be determined to establish and reestablish a legacy of glory in your family. Be determined to say, I'm not going to keep being a sheep and living the life that another people tell me that I have to live. We're very capable of coming up with our own everything. Literally, we know this because everything that we create Another people want to steal. Another people want to adopt and claim as their own. Like one of the things that really kind of like just kind of popped into my head recently because I've been seeing, you know, the new Whitney Houston movie that's supposed to be coming out. And then just kind of um, <clears throat> going back over. The last podcast I did before the Christmas episode where I talked about uh, takeoff, right? And thinking about, you know, like athletes, I just, I just think about a lot of things. And one of the things that's consistent through all of those is that these people, when they die, whether you're a famous athlete or a famous singer, like you've signed off and signed over the rights to who you are. So when you die, other people can still make money off of you. Your family won't see that money, but another people will still make money off of you and your existence. Your people don't benefit from that, right? That's the type of self-determination we got to have to where when we, when we pass on and transition out this life, that anything that came from us during this human experience that we call life goes straight to our family. I'm not talking about debt. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm talking about the benefits of the life that you lived, right? The financial foundation that you set for them, right? The, the human capital that you held. 
the human assets that you held in the sense of like your word being bond, your word, people go, when you pass away, people going to trust your children because they're going to know that you, that you taught your children to keep their word like you did. Right? Like that's the type of shit we should be aspiring to, to define ourselves as a people to be. Not that we're, not that we're trying to be the next big stockbroker or the next best uh, biochemist or some weird shit like that. Like, no, because how is that actually benefiting your lineage? How is that actually benefiting your legacy? Those things are based upon what? Another people. Who the fuck came up with stocks? Who came up with pharmaceuticals? We didn't have pharmaceuticals. What? We had herbs and spices. <laughs> you know, nature. We didn't have all of this nonsense. We didn't come up with educational manuals and stuff. Like, we didn't do that. We did things because we, that's how we operated. That's how we functioned through life. These things, we, we did things that were a part of our daily life. Everything that we did contributed to how we functioned every day. Not just so that we can function in this one environment. Not just so we can only know how to, we can cook, but we can't clean. We can make a million dollars, but we can't feed ourselves to save our life. You a burn boiled water. That don't, that don't seem off. I just feel like when we really think about life and the shit that we do on a daily basis, it can, it should contribute to the forward movement and the forward progression of our existence. But that's not how we're living. We're living a life that has been defined and outlined and developed by another people. You go to school starting, what, five or six? And then you may go on and still be in school to what? Let's say at least a, a bachelor's degree, right? To about 22. So you go to school from about the age of five or six years old until you're about 22, then you work from about the age of 22 until about the age of about 65 to 70, and then you retire, and you probably die a few years after that. Does that sound like how you would define life for your children? Does that sound like the life you would want to actually define for yourself? Because I just feel like that is definitely the life that most of us are living. I personally am like, yeah, no, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm over this train. Like, can I, I just, next stop, please. That's me. I got to get off this. This merry-go-round of death is just not my cup of tea. Oy. I'm not a fan. <clears throat> not a fan. Mm. But we need to redefine ourselves. We need to learn how to maintain our cultural and ancestral history, connection, and values. Every year, we all should do better in the ways that we celebrate Kwanzaa, in the ways that we celebrate each other. And it's honestly not even in Kwanzaa, it's outside of Kwanzaa in general. We should do better every year with one another than we did the year before. That means last, okay, let's say for example, last year I spent, just example, let's say last year I spent 
$500 with black businesses. The next year I should plan to spend $1,000 with black businesses. And that is not me spending more money than I spend. It's me trading out the shit that I get from white companies and trading them for black companies. Right? So if there's things that I can get from black owned companies, then I will get from them instead of going to white people. Whether it's tissue, toothpaste, toothbrushes, towels, bed sets. Yes, I'm aware. We may not necessarily be making all of these materials. In a lot of cases, for a lot of things, we actually are because the things grow in Africa. Thus, they are African ingredients and materials. <sighs> we'll get to that point where we no longer participate in allowing people to continuously extract and colonize our resources. We will get there, the people. We will get there. But as long as there are black companies or black suppliers who provide the things that we need, we should be training our minds or retraining our minds to go in that direction. As much as possible, we need to take we need to keep our our neighborhoods black, meaning the people that open up stores, whether it's a liquor store or a convenience store or a corner store or whatever, they need to be black owned. We need to be the people who are actually making the money off of our neighborhoods and communities, not another people. That's probably the biggest component that is keeping us in shackled is that we are constantly pouring into another people. They tell us every year when they go over the financials for Black Friday, for sales, when they send out the economic reports. When all of these reports come out, you should be logging onto these websites to see what these reports are saying and specifically keying on what it's saying about our community. Don't give a damn about what other people are doing because they're good. They straight. The Mexicans, they good. The Asians, they good. The Europeans of all sorts, they good. The Latin people, they good. The Indian people, they good. Like, they everybody good but us. We don't got no time to worry about what other people got going on. So, um, <clears throat> this one is longer and I kind of feel bad because I don't feel like I did the first day justice, but... The spa really took me out yesterday. <laughs> it really took me out yesterday. Like, I, it, it felt good to just kind of relax um, and to, you know, sleep. So, but um, I definitely think that we can do a much better job of taking care of ourselves and preparing for the future for ourselves if we actually tune in. You know what I'm saying? And it's not necessarily tune into certain programs or stuff like that. But it's actually tune into yourself. Like tune into who you are, what you are, how you are. And how do you want that to continue to operate throughout the rest of your life? Define who you are first. So you know what that feels like. So that you can take pride in that. And you know what it feels like to take pride in who you are. You know how people be like, oh, I rebranded myself and blah, 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 blah. Eh, no. Let's be more more centered to where it's something that is continual. Something that can be sustained throughout your life. Don't rebrand yourself as, oh, the next great entrepreneur. Or, oh, the next great biochemist. Or, oh, the next great educator. No. Rebrand yourself as the next best 
link in your lineage chain. Rebrand yourself as someone who is restoring the health of your family. Rebrand yourself as someone who actually is looking into and researching your history and your culture. Rebrand yourself as that. Not as what these other people are telling us that we have to be. Like marketers or anchor men and women or um, pastors. Because culturally, I honestly don't think they even operate the way that they should and supposed to. They're mostly liars. So think about how you want to be represented, how you want your family to be represented, the legacy you really want to have. And based on that, define who you are. Define who you are as a family. Right? Create your own foods by planting them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And speak your truth. Not this superficial idea of, oh, that's my truth because blah, blah, blah. No, speak the truth. I'm talking the truth to its depth, right? Not those superficial surface level truths. I'm talking about the truth of who you are to your core. Where do you come from? Who do you belong to? What are you? So, as you go through the rest of the day celebrating Kwanzaa, this year or next year, um, like I said, go to the website, really look at what they have displayed. It's a lot of information, really helpful information. Um, and we really need to start incorporating this stuff. Even if you still celebrate Christmas, hey, do your thing. Had a fat white man coming down your chimney. It ain't coming down mine. So it really don't really, you know what I'm saying? It don't really impact me that much. But because I give a fuck about the future of us, I give a fuck about what you're teaching your kids. I don't got to know you to care about what you're teaching your kids. If your kids is part of our people and a part of my race, I give a fuck. It ain't nothing you can do about it. You know what I'm saying? You could be mad, you could not like it, but there's literally nothing you could do about it to stop it. So, you feel me? Just don't listen to me, if that's the case. But do know that because I do give a damn about us and our existence, I'm going to keep irritating you a little bit. Because it's probably irritating to, you know, constantly have somebody be like, you're disrespecting your ancestors. I mean, it's the truth, though, you know? <laughs> it's not that we're necessarily doing it on purpose. But shake up out of that. Shake up out of that. Whatever that spell you're under that's not allowing you to fully immerse yourselves in the greatness that you come from, shake yourself up out that shit. Get immersed into things that actually perpetuate you, things that actually benefit you, things that are actually going to help your family and your lineage moving forward. We can't keep listening to and following the ideals and principles and practices of another people. That's not benefiting us. Even when we try to do marches and all that shit, if you got to go to the police station and ask them if you could do a march, you following the guidelines of another people. You're not defining your freedom and your liberation for yourself. They're telling you how to, how to fight for it. They're literally telling you to pick what weapons to pick, where to go. They're basically setting you up. So we have to take that back and start planning for ourselves. 
what is our 10-year, 30-year, 50-year plan for our community? What is that? And what does that look like? That's what we should be working for. If we are, as we are defining ourselves, as we are shaping the future for ourselves. So take some time today and think about <clears throat> what type of self-determination are you going to embark on moving forward? How are you going to teach your children how to be self-determined people? Right? So until the next time, I'll holler at y'all later and happy Kwanzaa!